You're listening to Roll for Damage, the Lost Legends arc. Last time on Roll for Damage, the barbarian village burned. Big Boots' biological and adopted fathers were locked in a deadly combat, forcing Big Boots to make a choice. Help his biological father, Von Bon, slay the barbarian tribe who stole him away as a child, or defend his adopted father, Big Daddy Goldcoin, from the gnomish ranger's onslaught. Though losing Big Daddy Goldcoin in battle, choosing to defend him earned Big Boots the Musha Thrasha, a facial tattoo and rite of passage into manhood in the barbarian culture. With a mournful goodbye, our heroes laid both fathers to rest, and Big Boots was visited by the goddess of fate, Thajun, who allowed him to spend one last day with his adopted father in the afterlife. What up, what up, what up? We back, boys! Hey there, hi there, ho there. We back. God. Back again. <laughs> Whoa, yeah, what was that? It's it's my Midwest mom. <laughs> that was a very hater hater oh hater boys. Oh tacos, I love tacos. I love tacos. Are you from Wisconsin? <laughs> Minnesota. Oh, oh no. Oh, do you know what an asparagus is there? <laughs> That's exactly what we all sound like in the Midwest. So yeah. you're oh, welcome, yeah. anyone not from the Midwest. Merry Christmas. Oh yeah, you're fine. Oh no yeah, worries. don't you know? Sorry, sorry. Oh sorry there. <laughs> Excuse me, sorry, sorry about I'm that. Sorry, so sorry. Oop. Oop. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, let me sneak right by you. All right, oh, great oh. audio for us. Everyone who's listening is confused. So, hey, all right. Can I use the bathroom, oh. please? Open ten. Just real quick. No. <laughs> all right. So, my, uh, my, I am fatherless. I'm a fatherless boy. You still have twice Dadna. over. Fatherless twice over. Oh my goodness. You've got Dadna. I have Dadna, and I have Mom Callie. Yep. Yeah. Calamom. Callie. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, don't Calamom. forget about creepy Uncle Theron. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what's the uh, what's the fucking uncle's name from uh, Adam's family? A Fester? Festus. No, it's Fester. 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 You're like the Uncle Fester. Thank you. <laughs> Who's cousin it? All right. So uh, oh, wait, just a quick recap. Right <laughs> uh, this is episode 15, so we thought we'd do a quick recap of our characters for you. Uh, we're all level five. I'm a level one barbarian and a level four bard. I'm a barbarian. Um, special items I have, if I could find them on my fucking sheet. I have the hook daddy that I used a lot last episode. Um. Sounds like you were pretty hooked. <laughs> um, and then I have a armband with a gold coin on it. Once a day I can turn a hit into a miss on an enemy attack. Indeed. Pretty dope. Um, and then I have my god weapon, which is a magical kazoo. Let's me use a level higher spell that I know. Don't, don't forget your badges. Oh, all the numerous badges. Or hat. And hat. crown. Multiple hats. Are we and back and to your, your flag cape? My flag cape, yep. <laughs> all right. Um, and then uh, Magna got a special thing, right? Yep. He's got a, an enchanted ring? Enchanted ring, his father's wedding band. Yeah, enchanted by Ieren, the god of order. 
And then what's that do? Do you remember? I'm looking. What does it do? <laughs> yeah, so it gives you advantage on fear checks. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's why I have it said. It says ring fear. And I, I was in a hurry when I was writing that, so I was like, I'm sure I'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll remember. <laughs> I'll remember. Yeah. I'll, just, I'll just listen to it again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and then you, Theron. I, Theron. Alec. I'm a level five ranger. Hey. I've got my super special bracers of Regalos given to me by the god of time. And uh, basically, they allow me to do max damage on my hit dice. I can do it once per long rest. And uh, I have my cape of bellowing. Blue bank. You know, you all know what that is. Uh, I do have one vial of that uh, potion that Shortfoot was using on Oakcrest? on Blue Bank. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to Don't you have and... another special object? Um... No, we haven't done your backstory episode yet. No, nope, I just got the one object right now, and then I have that vial of suggestive potions that I plan on using somewhere. Cool. Uh, And Callie, you got something special, right? Um, I've got a few things. Uh, I have the handkerchief from, yeah, it's the princess. Eldora? uh, Yeah, Princess Eldora. Um, It's in my right hand where my amulet is also on the amulet is an enchantment from the god goddess of life life that would be keone keone so yeah i got that one i've got two badges i got a guard badge and I can't remember what, what, what did you get the other badge from that's it's in my notes the here. city of coin badge that we used to yeah, yeah. In. oh yeah um, that'll come useful again oh yeah <laughs> official seal oh armband we have official seal of the empire the true um, I also have six feet of the original seven feet of the half-orc intestine still in my pack, by the by. It's like turning green at this point. Oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. Did you cure it? Yeah. Maybe it's oh, like yeah, bacon-y no. now? Opens uh, his bag and just a thing of flies. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's still good. I think that's it for... You for, have a rock of lighting from your I best do have. Body. I do have... I'm sorry. I do have the rock of light. Yes. And a headshot that he gave you with the rock. Oh, yeah. No, I have two two notes. I do have that. Yeah. yeah. The headshot and the note. <laughs> Silver dagger, which, by the way, turned uh, to be pretty useful for yeah, us. Yeah, right. Oh, I also have the sketch of Ocrest's son, because oh. we discovered that he had an actual uh, son afterwards. So, yeah, that's yeah. something. Also, golden cloak and fancy duds. We all have golden cloaks, except You've got Theron. A, yeah, mine's on the ship as a... As, as a flag. As a flag, yeah. <laughs> All right. We miss anything, boys? We good? Uh, what's no. Magna got? Magna's got the ring. Got and the ring. we haven't done his god mission yet. Yeah. And I have a war hammer. That I just yeet at people. <laughs> yeah, you do. So, you just you yeet it all the time. And I'm assuming a sack of potatoes at all times. Oh yeah, it's usually <laughs> strapped to my hip. You just like eat them raw, like like an apple. It's like Napoleon <laughs> Dynamite. Give me some of your dots. <laughs> <laughs> so. Ben, we are making our way towards the City of Gold. Indeed, yes. Heading south on the main road uh, from the the Fellspire Mountains. I need you all to make a perception roll. Absolutely. It'll be a DC 12. All right, Theron, you're good? Uh, yeah, I got 20. You said a 12? DC 12. So, a so D- roll a D20 as long as you get over 12. Yeah, yeah oh, add, add your perception okay. modifier and then yeah. Yeah, I had an unnatural 20. Oh, I had an unnatural 20. I also 20. had an, nice. I had an unnatural 20. Yeah, as well. unnatural 20, too. Frenzy. Oh, I got 20. Of course, Joey had to one up us and get yeah. his natural 20. Yeah. Look at me. Sorry. I'm all natural. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call me out like that, man. Big boots, Theron and Kalanon. You would all 
be able to hear kind of the ruckus coming from miles away as you approach the city of Indiglis, the capital of the Golden Empire where our adventure began. Magna, you'd be able to hear it and smell it. You get this putrid smell of like bodily odor, the stink of like fecal matter. Carry it. Oh, okay. Number one, number two, coming in through the street. So like yeah. sewage? Like sewage. Yeah, that's the word I was trying to think of. You smell sewage. It's very, very unpleasant. Yeah, so you you hear it and smell it, and it's just enough to make your stomach turn the first time it comes into your nostrils. Magna, why why do you look like you're about to throw up? Because I am. What does your human nose smell? What is it, boy? What is it? (laughs) (laughs) I smell poo. Callie, did you poop yourself again? Uh, No, no, I didn't. (laughs) Big boots, let me check I your diaper. Have we have the fucking kid with us, right? We have Bobby with us. Bobby's with you. That's Bobby, Bobby, did you fucking wipe? I I think so. All I right. don't remember. Okay. Gotta keep on top of him, Kevin. Why is Bobby's voice deeper than Magnus? <laughs> <laughs> uh, puberty? You're puberty. <laughs> <laughs> he, he went through it fast. <laughs> oh, he's growing up. Hit me like a runaway wagon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, how far away from the city are we, you'd say? Uh, about three miles. Okay. Yeah. So in the next 20, 30 minutes, you'd be able to make it there. And you just, you, oh. s- you from a distance, are able to see, smell, hear. This place is packed more so than even for the Founders Festival where our adventure began. I mean, there's people on the streets, people outside the city in tents. Just using the bathroom wherever they want. There's no sanitation. There's sick people. There's people covered in, you know, surrounded by flies, covered in, like, pox and stuff. Are we uh, coming upon a refugee camp, does it look like? It looks like it, okay. yeah. Like, the city is just filled with refugees. Did did, did we do that? Uh, well, we're going to find out, aren't we? <laughs> Was that our fault? <laughs> Oops. Hey, so as you guys make your way into the city, into the main gate... Uh, you see that there are people, I mean, so densely packed that you almost can't lift your arms above your head, you know, as you're bumping shoulder to shoulder, except for uh, Big Boots, who I'm assuming is riding on Magnus' shoulders. You get a good view of the place as you see just hundreds and thousands of people clattering the streets. Eventually, you make your way to the market What's square. What's the mood of the city? Is it chaos? Is it panic? Is it melancholy? Uh, yeah, somber. Definitely melancholy. Okay. Yeah. A lot of homeless folks here. You know, homeless, jobless, people asking if you can spare a coin. You know, the place just seems kind of hopeless. On every street corner are golden guards who um, are trying to keep watch of the place and keep the peace as best they can. I'm going to spare a coin. All right. So you toss a coin. To my witcher. (laughs) All three of us looked at each other. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for that one. Um, As soon as you, what do you, do you toss a, toss a copper? Oh, I'm tossing. I'm going to, well, I guess I'll. What is it? Ten silver to a gold. Yep. I'll toss ten it's silvers. Probably a little more inflated now. I'll toss ten yeah. silvers. So is equal it? to one gold. That's I had one hundred and sixty-one gold, and I want one hundred and sixty instead. <laughs> so as you toss it, a uh, a small scuffle breaks out amongst five or six of the people here as they're like fighting tooth and nail over these silver coins. The guards come over and quickly accost them, like beating them to the ground, kind of dragging them away by their collars to the stockades. Whoa, 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 guards, 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 guards. It's okay. They're, they're, they're just hungry and desperate. Like, you don't need to fucking prison them. Imprison like, them. We all are hungry and desperate. That doesn't give them the right to act like animals. Callie, maybe you should share some of your intestines with them. 
Say what now? Is anybody constipated? He's just going to shake his head and walk out. Magnus' eyes are like, um, are wide open. (laughs) It's a cure for constipation. I don't know why you guys... But anyways, yes. Uh, I would say we would flash our um, golden... Yeah, Our our seals and just like, I understand why you're doing this, but you need to let these people go. Yes, they're uh, causing a scene, but you shouldn't imprison them for their desperation. Uh, Desperation's not a crime, I guess. Thank you. Roll persuasion. Okay, sure. Could be a DC 10. uh, I rolled a 19. Hold on a second here. That's a uh, 23. I guess we can't throw them away for being hungry. Stockades are meant for people that have done something wrong. These people are just desperate. Would you say that's fair there, Shiny? Oh, absolutely, yes. Thank you so much. Of course. Well, you... And he kind of... He doesn't really know what to do with himself as he kind of takes his hands off, like his big meaty paws off of these people's collars. He says, now get get out of here. Scram, scram. Don't cause any more trouble. It's just gold. You can't eat gold. You can't eat silver. And the people kind of scurry off into the crowd weakly. As you guys make your way through to the palace you would see even more people huddling around asking for help, asking for gold coins, asking for a job even, so that they can earn a wage. Because with all these refugees here, the unemployment is pretty much down to zero, where every single person has a job and there's not enough to go around. Huge jobless population here. As you guys make it into the throne room, kind of pushing past the people, I need you to uh, either roll athletics to push your way past, or perception to notice... I got 15 on my athletics. Okay. So Theron, athletics, you're able to push your way through this sea of people with relative ease. Uh, I'll use perception, 12. All right. So you see a group of little vagabonds that are trying to pickpocket people as as you're pushing your way through. I would um, try and... uh, Is this like the little kids from Branded Altar? Yes. Okay. Just little ruffians. Children, children, no. You you can't do that. I understand that you're you're desperate, but you shouldn't resort to such tactics for this. One, they just kind of look at each other and look at you. Oi, if you're gonna go and get all preachy on us, there, Dad, then you better feed us. Okay, I'll reach into my like uh, intestine. <laughs> yeah, do you like intestine? Um, no, I'll reach in and I've got some some trailer rations left, so I'll go ahead and hand them out some nuts and berries. Their eyes get wide and they just devour it. Yeah. Like in a really kind of ugly way. Oh, you know, yeah. Two hands, full on crumbs flying everywhere. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Like how I eat popcorn. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, big boots. I rolled a nine uh, perception. All right. So as you make your way into the throne room, you see yourself one gold piece and four silver pieces lighter. All right. Some little stinkers have gone and put their little baby fist empanada hands in your purse strings. Is there a guard nearby? Many. Uh, like, hey, hey, guard boy. Yes? Uh, where's Constable Mickland? Constable, well, he's he's down trying to keep the peace. Wickland, right? Yeah. Yes, he's down kind of trying to keep the peace by the docks. By the docks? Okay. Yes. It's, uh, we haven't had much come in or out. And we'll... Weeks. Feels bad, man. Yeah, it seems like the you, you know you guys have kind of let the city go. I'm gonna really say shame on you guards. 
Shame on us. We're doing our best. What are you, little man? Can't even walk on your own two feet the gods gave you. Where I'm where, saving the world. But where did all these people come from? Around the Empire. It was rumored that Brendan Elder was destroyed by some kind of apocalyptic god beam thing. We, 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 have, we have not the details. The fact of the matter is that this has completely destabilized our currency. A gold piece is oh, scarce. No one's even seen one in days, let alone silver. Copper has become our main currency. Copper and favors. Sexual favors? I was about to say, what kind of favors are <laughs> we talking? No, no, Prostitution a, is the new money. No, it's the ancient uh, art of bartering. Oh. Indeed. Bartering your body. <laughs> no, Theron. Yes, yes uh, sort of quid pro quo bartering system. Tit for tat, if you will. Mm. Uh, do you want to resolve <sighs> his, his role? Yes. I only had 11 on perception. So you also, you feel yourself lighter three gold pieces and six silver pieces. I feel I feel a little lighter. Oh wait, god damn it! Do you like money? Fanny pack is just wide open. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. All right, you guys want to head to the? What do we what do we want to do here, boys? Want to uh, head to the docks? Want to head to the king? Let, let's. If this is a little selfish of me, but we should go see the royal family. Yeah, I, th- I think we should head to the king and see if he can make heads or tails of the situation. All right. So as you guys approach the throne room, you see Prince Eldario. Kind of sitting sideways in the throne, just kind of, um, he's got a book there. Looks like it's, he's trying to record some kind of journal, maybe, like he's writing in it and really looks like he's putting a lot of thought into this. Um, as he sees you, he stands up and comes down the stairs from the throne to like the main floor of the chamber here. And he just looks at you, his eyes are wide, you know, all the color drains from his face. And he makes eye contact with Kalanon and says, what did you do? What do you mean, what, what did I do? What what happened? So, coming out of a side room, uh, you see Garrick. The He's, guy with the yeah, flaming sword. Yeah, the flaming yeah. sword. What's-her-faces. Ooh. Man. <laughs> oh, gosh. Does that mean she's here, too? Um, yeah, what, is, what does Garrick do? Yeah, so he walks out kind of behind the prince there, and he says, Right, it was these ones. They came in, sowed the seeds of rebellion, and Brenda Dalder, it's their fault. That one, and he points at Big Boots. As he's the f- he's the reason for all this. He got the workers, the miners, to get all up in arms against the system. Where's and now your, look what we have. Where's your proof, bro? You're just lying. My proof? Yeah. You think I do? I and he he gets like really up in arms about it, and he goes to draw his sword. That just like a flame runs down. His sword is on his back, you know, and flames run down the sword as he goes to draw it. And the prince kind of goes back and like. Gives him the hand, like, chill, bro. And then Garrick just, like, takes his hand off the sword and puts both hands in the air. So I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool. Prince, he's hostile. You need to take his sword away. I'm, that's fine. I don't need a sword to kick your arse. I just, I just want the sword. And he says, and you, looking Hi. at Magna. Hey, how's it going, buddy? Canberra didn't make it. She was crushed, along with all the others of my order, save a few of us who made our way here. We recognized the armbands and knew that the Golden Empire was to blame, specifically their agents. And at this, um, Prince Aldario just kind of turns around and puts his hand on Garrick's shoulder and just is like, you really need to chill. Just um, go take a bath, will you? <laughs> Garrick, a bath? I, yeah, I'll, well. I'll hold on to your sword for you while you're, while you're in the water. He looks at you and just like stares, like a, like a death stare. He's like, I would rather die. 
Well, you, you can do that too. I just want the sword. Say, so Prince Eldario would kind of turn around and look at you like, "Do you need to leave?" No. Hey, Garrick. Maybe, how maybe how you much should... for your sword, Garrick? I I think you should probably just stop, Theron. Theron, why don't you go take a bath with him? Go take a bath on <laughs> <Yeah>. him. <laughs> okay, big boots. Hey, big boots. Grab the sword. My alignment's good now, bro. I'm not, I'm not a thieving boy anymore. Because <laughs> of a traumatic event that happened. Episodes ago. <laughs> Episodes ago. But think how much chaos you could reap with a flaming sword at your side. <laughs> Prince, uh, what ha- what sort of tales has this man been telling you? As well, walk with me. Talk with me. And he kind of ushers oh, you God. guys away it's from... It's so hard to do both at the same time. <laughs> He, like, ushers you guys away from Garrick, who's about to lose his cool. As Garrick just takes a minute to breathe, goes off to the bathhouse um, to unwind, to blow off some steam, um, literally and figuratively. Mm. He would take you into a, uh, like, a side conference room that has a map of the world. And kind of, he's made a couple of doodles on it based on what's been happening in the world lately. So because gold and silver are increasingly scarce, a lot of refugees, a lot of people in the first, the outer limits of the golden empire started to lose their jobs because commerce is basically shut down like mm. no one has money and so those people came to the city knowing that now with branded alder gone Indiglis has the biggest gold reserve on the planet looking for work all the jobs filled up and now these people are just kind of stuck here like they don't have money to get home but they also don't have money to live here uh hence why there's like thousands of people crowding the city having caused quite the the disruption in kind of their local economy like, everything's right on the verge of shutting down. Should we tell him this our side of the story? Yeah, so... Big Boots kind of already dug his own grave <laughs> by saying he didn't do it. Well, he didn't, because somebody else casted a spell True, magic. It, was, it, was it wasn't that, him. Technically, other gnome guy. this wasn't part of the plan. <laughs> it wasn't Big Boots, it was, it was some other gnome. I think I can spin this where the prince isn't super mad. All right, all right. Let me try. Drop the track. Prince, remember how we saw the Oracle? Yes. And we all had visions. Yes. And your, never... yours was very scary. I will never forget it. Each of us had our own visions to gain our God's blessing. And in order to do that, and to, when we gain our God's blessing, we can help stop the vision that you saw. So we're doing what we can to stop your vision from happening. Well... But, Prince, let me, let me finish. My vision was to please my god, which was the god of chaos. Now, I merely just planted a seed. What happened to that seed, the god of chaos, Shethos, took her way and did her will with it. So what happened was the will of the god, Shethos. All this, what happened was horrible. It's not my fault. It's not our fault, but we I did gain my God's blessing. Look at this dope-ass kazoo. You see it? <laughs> Roll persuasion, but with advantage, because you showed him the God kazoo. <laughs> Thank God for that advantage. Uh, that's going to be 17. He looks at it, and it's got this kind of like shimmering aspect to it. Um, he says, well, that is a very fine kazoo. Yeah. So what happened in Brennadalder was awful. A a gnome used one dispel magic spell, or was it dispel magic? Or it was. Yep. Yeah, and just the whole thing came crushing down 
on on the uh, the rock, the the mountain. You could argue that it's just a design flaw. Horrible design flaw. Weak defense. Really, it was a powder keg that was going to happen. Now, this is a tough time, obviously. I am not denying that. But you have to break some eggs to make an omelet. And that omelet is saving the world. And the eggs were branded alter. And the economy. (laughs) Uh, Scrambled. The eggs were scrambled. Definitely. (laughs) So you're breaking the world to save it. Is that what I'm to understand? No, 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 no. Just part of the world. (laughs) (laughs) Before creation comes destruction. Well, it does seem that we're all just playthings in the eyes of the gods. Absolutely. Now, we have two of us have our gods' favor. We have... Yo. (laughs) We have additional semi-favor from other gods that we don't follow. We have two more missions to go. And then we can save the world. Only two? Only two. We're halfway done. He, uh, his face turns white again. He just kind of leans over the table, over the world map. and says, where do you need to go? Well, next we're going to go to the island of Jackophosaur. Some dude in a tower. <laughs> Isle of Tarpenin. You were close. So, Prince, we need to go to the Isle of Tarpen- Tarpenzo. Tar- is Tarpenin to the west? What are you, crazy? You get killed there. There's monsters. What kind of monsters? You, you've never heard the legends? What did they tell you as a child? Um, Can I roll not to go out in the dark, because I'll be eaten by bugbears. Well, that is true. That's what I was told. I grew up in the woods. Uh, I don't live a privileged life. Well, well I guess your, we can tre- all. Trek your privilege, Prince. <laughs> With my history roll, I've definitely not heard of the legends. <laughs> What'd you get? Say three. Three? Yeah. No. Um, definitely not heard so of the So Kalanon's going to speak up a little bit there. Uh, did, is there some sort of legend of a, of a ruined castle over there? Yes. Roll history. All right. Uh, that is... Twelve. Twelve? Mm-hmm. Um, so you would have... You'd be semi-familiar. He would fill in the gaps. Okay. So on the island of Tarpenin... Uh, to the west across the sea there in antiquity was a lich that lived there um, and set up shop and uh, he (coughs) made this fortress called uh, Kair Abel and so he subjugated the people on the island kind of took it over ran it with an iron fist created all kinds of monstrosities that are like mixtures of animals but in a really disgusting so chimeras yeah chimeras yeah yeah Eventually, the people rose up and with some outside help overthrew him. Okay. But currently, it is ruled by a being known as Thanama. Thanama. <laughs> Thanama! Um, is, there, Thanos, is there anything uh, about Thanama that is kind of sticks out? Well, just watch out for the ice dogs. The what? The ice dogs. Ice dogs, got it. Ice dogs are eye stalks. Ice dogs. Like... Yeah, like oh, the eye stalks. Okay. okay, like a tentacle with an eyeball at the end. Okay, <laughs> okay. That's gross. This this Thanama. Do we know what he is? Uh, roll nature. Seventeen. As soon as you hear eye stalks, that would scream beholder. Okay. Is that worse or better than a lich? Better, but only slightly. Mm. It's like just a, barely. If you guys have ever seen, it was the mighty Boosh. There's like the funk <clears throat> with old Greg. 
Big, big, <laughs> giant, like floating eyeball creature. It's like a medicine tentacles. ball, but covered in teats. Okay. Uh, no, uh, Wait, like, are you saying teats like nipples or teeth? Teats <laughs> like nipples. Yeah, oh. except instead of nipples, it's eyeballs that shoot different magical effects like oh. petrifying, disintegration, confusion. Yeah. Okay. And they're known to be very chaotic. Mm. And, and, and this, this boy le- rules the tower. She does, Still. yes. She uh, she rules the island, but she's a much more fair ruler. Oh. She can be reasoned with. She can be reasoned with, yes. Well, Sounds like it's going to be fun. I am the voice of reason, so I got this. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes that makes a lot more sense now that I think about it, because in my vision, I saw a, ru- a ruined castle in darkness with a crescent moon and red eyes, along with soft whispers. Yes, that would be Kyra Bale. Yes. Interesting. Now, uh, sorry to cut into this, but what? where's the king? And uh, where's your sister? says, well, the king is um, sleeping, getting ready for the meeting. The great conjunction. Uh, what me- what, what's that about? What's its function? <laughs> so uh, they're holding a great meeting in the, uh, the library. So one thing about Indiglis, they also have the largest library in the continent as well. So they have summoned in Indiglis all the leaders of the other cities. That would be Hobrook, Etten, Sorlister, and others to try and come up with a common solution to this money problem. You know, because they're all having a similar effect here where there's no money to go around, a lot of homeless, jobless people, and things are getting pretty, pretty close to disaster. And so it's kind of like a meeting of the minds. All the leaders are meeting together in the library and he's resting up for it. Uh, so he can do his part. Okay. And your sister? Oh, she's, uh, I don't know, probably combing her hair or something. And at this point, Eldora would walk in. She got, you know, flowing blonde hair, uh, really nice dress. Kalanon, roll insight. It's a natural one. <laughs> really uncommonly pretty right now. Why? And she kind of looks over and says, oh, I heard that you were in town. Welcome back. <laughs> did you miss us? And she looks at Kalanon and says, yes. Yes, I did. Um, yeah, I will look down briefly at my um, handkerchief and blush. See, so you see her blushing as you guys would all see her blushing as well. Like she's kind of put herself out there and then she's like, wait, abort, abort. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Um so she would go to show you to your quarters. You know, enough of this war talk and this dreary talk. Let's let's go relax. Let's get something to eat. You probably probably haven't haven't had a decent meal in weeks. Uh, we've been fine, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> and she'd go to show you your quarters. She left the keys in her own room, though. So she would, you know, open her door. You guys can kind of see like her bed and her living area. She's got like the net that comes down around the bed really fancily. She's got like a large mirror. Can I have everybody roll perception? In the bedroom here. As she's trying to look for the keys to the to the guest room. It's a 19. 13. Uh, 22. 25. Alright, so Magna, you're just taken in by the splendor of this bedroom. Wow, that looks very nice. Yeah, she's just living in the lap of luxury here. Mm-hmm. Big Boots, Theron, and Kalanon. Um, on the bedside table, you would see what looks like a small black orb. Kind of sitting on a pedestal. As she's going around, picking up clothing, draped on chairs, opening cabinets... Clearing things off of her desk, you know, and her wardrobes to try and find these keys to the Would that room. be a subsequent arcana or religion check? Uh, probably arcana. 
Yeah. I'll make that one. All right. Thirteen. Thirteen. Looks like it could be magical. Hey, uh, princess, what's that ball? She says, what, what? And you see her get, like, her entire face turns red. She says, what ball? I, I don't, I don't see one. And she goes and takes it off the pedestal and, like, puts it under her pillow. I, I, I get off Magna's shoulders and walk towards the pillow. This ball! And, and pick it up. As soon as you hold it, you look inside and it's like a crystal ball where you can see Kalanon. Oh. That's that's only somewhat creepy. The actual smile on Sterling's face right now. But yeah, it looks like you you see Kalanon and then the the handkerchief that she gave him is kind of glowing in the image. And she snatches it out of your hands and says, I'll just take that. Thank you. There's there's no need to have us catch up on what happened to us, is there? That's, that's, That's very stalkery. Like, says, what? Who are you talking about, stalkery? I just what? wanted to. We, I, we have, what is we have it, a lot boots? invested in your mission <laughs> here in Indiglas. I needed to make sure that you were safely on your way. She, uh. Callie, you don't bathe with that handkerchief on, do you? No, but it's always right by my side. Oh, dear. Mm. <laughs> She's seen the goods already, brother. <laughs> she must like what she sees, though. She keeps watching. <laughs> she, keeps uh, it on the same channel <laughs> she finds the keys like big ring of iron keys and says well we'll be leaving my room now uh, Callie can probably stay <laughs> <laughs> she just like looks at you like fuck you Theron <laughs> <laughs> uh, is completely oblivious at this point in time he's just like what, what, what's, what's going on why are you guys laughing stop giving the princess such a hard time I'm sure she's going through a lot <laughs> she says, you can say that thank you moving on and she like, I'm like, almost forces you, like, strong arms you guys out of her room as she slams the door and takes you down the hallway to the guest room. They got several bottles of wine on ice. They have like a table full of snacks, you know, grapes, pears, apples, like the works. A lot of fruits and some vegetables and stuff. Uh, Ori and Dwayne are there. And it's like, greetings, sir. How can we help you? I would like some ice cream, sir. Ice, ice and cream. You got it. Yep. And Ori goes to run off. And Dwayne would come up to um, Magna and say, I finally brought my book to the publisher. Here's a copy. I'm so happy. Oh, thank you. Take this to, on your adventures and, and sell it to someone. But give me some royalties, would you? Yeah. Thank you. It's about. It's like uh, the life and times of Oin and Dwayne. And it shows like two friends drawn in stick figure, like holding hands in the front. He's going to like... <laughs> open it up and kind of just skim through it quick so the the writing quality is that of like a third grade book like a third grade beginner chapter book it's like i wrote it myself oh and i'm 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 so happy for you um hey bobby you want to hold on to this for me real quick boy would i (laughs) (laughs) the voice crack (laughs) and he goes and he like starts reading it there I want, that's going to be your homework, okay? You're going to tell me all about it when you're done reading it. That's right. But sir, I can't read. Nothing like the present to learn. Okay, I'll just stare at these symbols until they <laughs> do things, right? That's- yeah, yeah, that's how it works. Okay. I'm going to need Caladon's help with this one. Go ask Calamom. 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 What is it, Bobby? What does this say? See, looking at it, he's got the book upside down. Okay. <laughs> Callan, really good at reading, reads it upside down. 
He's like, that's what that means? Absolutely. But here, let me make this a little easier. And I just pick up the book by its corner, turn it right side up, and just go like, all right, there you go. That should be easier for you. Are you going to explain it's still worthless. It's still going to be easier. As soon as he says it's worthless, doing you see like the smile on his face just, just turn d- into like disappear. a frown. Like, <laughs> no, 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 worthless. No, you're not. That, that's, that's not what we said. That's not what we said at all. Yeah. You're not worthless at all. Your book is going to, it's going to yeah, sell your book out all over once we have a money system in order. Just, 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 it's, it's a, it's, it's a comment from someone who can't read. So don't, don't really take it too personal. And he just kind of just kind of nods at you, Bobby. And I turn the book uh, closed. Don't you at least like the the cover? No, it's <laughs> awful. All right, this is going nowhere. Um, yeah, we will. <laughs> Moving on. Dwayne is. He just says, "Well, is there anything else I can get you?" You might mm-hmm. want to just take a cold shower because you got burned pretty bad there, Chief. <laughs> maybe, maybe bring me a good book to read. He just you looks know. down and mopes his way out of there. Don't, don't, don't give up on hope. The first first book usually doesn't succeed, but always learn from that. All right? You get no response out of him. His shoulders are down. Uh, he's so crestfallen. Yeah. I yeah. tried so hard. <laughs> Can you give me like <laughs> a dandelion so nice. or something there, Doyne? He just, as he walks out, he stops like right in the threshold of the door, gives you a thumbs up, and then keeps walking. Now I feel bad. <laughs> At this point, is there anything around the city you would want to do? It'd be right around 2, two o'clock p.m. Yes, I want to sneak off and go to the police station. All right. I want to sneak off and steal Garrick's sword. <laughs> uh, I thought we might have a, a interest in the docks, unless that's kind of what you were thinking. I have something else planned. Okay, well, I'll let you do yours. I think I'm going to um, try and help the people. Okay. If they're splitting off, I'd like to go out to the... Uh, like the walls. Well, the, the outer area where uh, the refugee camps are. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. You're able to budge your way through there. Roll another perception. I'm going to be broke by the end of this. I know it. So 13. 13. Um, so you see the same little vagabonds that were stealing coins earlier are still stealing coins. However, this time they're replacing it with berries. So for every coin they steal, they put a berry in the... In the money pouch. You know what? Close enough. I'm going to let them do that. (laughs) (laughs) One of them looks over at you with a really panicked look. And he's got like a pocket full of berries that he smuggled. And he's just like, gives you a thumbs up. Uh, Begrudging thumbs up. (laughs) And he nods and smiles and continues. I mean, they're they're giving up food for a coin, but like it's, it's whatever. So, Theron, you said you wanted to try and find Garrick and his sword, right? Yeah. All right, uh, roll investigation. Okay. Three. Three. So you find a room that looks like it's another guest room. It is unlocked. Okay, um, before I go into the room, you said there was bottles of wine. Yep. I'm going to bring two bottles of wine with me. All right. And knock on the door. As you knock, the door just kind of opens. Inside, you see uh, a bed that's unmade, a couple sets of clothing, a set of extra armor, Nobody is here, but the window is open and the breeze is kind of blowing in, blowing the curtains, all that. Okay. Well, as as I kind of just like poke my head in, hello, Garrick? Immediately, you feel cold steel at your throat as Garrick is standing there in a towel, having just finished his bath. 
and he's got his uh, his sword there. It's not flaming yet, but because it's cold steel. steel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's right up against your neck. And he says, "What do you want?" Thirsty, I say as I hold up the bottles of wine. Very. Well, let's uh, let's sit and maybe chat. Fine, but hands off my sword. Yeah, I guess. And he goes and kind of dresses into like a cloak that they've given him. You know, like some finer clothes. He sits down kind of on one end of the room, points to the chair on the other end of the room, grabs a uh, bottle of wine, bites the cork out, spits it, and just starts chugging it. So what do you want to talk about? What's your plans? Plans? Yeah. What are you doing here? If you if you think the Golden Empire or their agents, I say kind of like pointing at me, are to blame for the fall of your city, then why are you here? Well, someone had to know. The truth had to get out. Otherwise, Canberra gave her life for nothing. I wouldn't say she gave her life for nothing. She, uh, she did help us get out of the city alive. Which may not sound like much to you, but it's a lot to us. We're on a, a pretty important mission. Oh yeah? That pretty important mission give you leave to kill 10,000 people? 9,000. And we didn't do that. Let's just say it's the will of a certain god. Hmm. God of death, maybe. Close. Goddess of destruction. Or chaos. Hmm. Not much better. We had a, we had a system. We had order. We had miners, and they gave the gold out to the rest of the world. They had a place. You also had an old dude who was in charge, who was stealing money from you guys. You find me a rich politician, and I'll find you a crook. At least he was the devil we knew. Well, are, are you implying that we're the devils you don't know? You got it. And he finishes off the rest of his bottle of wine, and slams it, like, throws it crashing on the floor. Oin! And Oin comes in with a dustpan. Another one, sir. Another one. Oin, and he goes to like make it three it more. I yeah. say it's finishing off my bottle of wine. <laughs> but yeah, he'll keep. They they got wine out the wazoo. They'll keep you know bringing it in uh, as much as you want to drink. Okay. So uh, what do you plan on doing from here? He says, well, probably uh, finishing this wine, throwing it on the floor. <laughs> Again, having Oin bring me at least three or four more, passing out and trying to forget the face of Canbris. She was beautiful. Her iron hoof was immaculate. What do you say you uh you honor her memory and you join us on an adventure to save the rest of the world? At this he stops drinking and kinda of looks at you and his head's kinda of swimming. He kinda of got like stars around his head kind of deal. He says, join you, you who ruined my life, and worship you for your terrible god. And he takes his sword and points it at you, and flames run from the base to the tip. And he says, get out of my room. Oh. Now! We, we doing this? I pull out the uh, silvered crimson short sword and a hand axe. So, or I can call the guards. Intruder! Hey, you invited me in. Says, now I am seeing you out. Fine, be that way. Offer still stands, I say as I walk out. Still kind of on guard, put my weapons away, and then just walk down the hall. I should have put the vial of suggestion in the fucking wine. Oh my gosh. Anyways, that's that's good for me. I'm yeah. basically going to you know go back to the room and call it a night. Okay. As soon as the door closes behind you, you hear a crash on the floor and says, Oin, another! Big boots. 
Yo, yo. All right. So tell me, tell me where you're heading. What's the motive? What's the purpose here? Heading to the police station. Excellent. Do I get any, there? <laughs> any particular, well, who are you looking to see there? I want to talk to the clerk when I get in. The sergeant who's taking people in. Yeah. Now, because you're a gnome, it's a little harder to get through the crowd. I want you to roll athletics. Three. Three? <laughs> All right. So it takes you about double the amount of time to get there than it normally would okay. um, if this was like a normal level of sanity within the city. Okay. People are bumping into you, stepping on your feet, kind of tripping over you a little bit. You're having to, you find it's easier at some points to just walk under people's legs. But after about two hours, you make it there. Oof. Yeah. All right. I walk in. Hey, uh, I want to talk to uh, the sergeant in charge or, or whoever's in charge right now while Wicklin's out. Say the uh, clerk is kind of this older woman, big beehive hairdo with like the glasses, long kind of dark blue cloak, the accents her eyes. And she kind of stares daggers at you and says, well, who's asking? Well, it's I show her my my uh, my emblem. My seal. Oh, you got the fancy ding, do ya? Yeah, I'm Big Boots. I'm... You're Big Boots? Yeah. I'm, uh... I lost something a while back, around episode one or two. <laughs> um, I lost 15 platinum pieces, and I believe they were turned in, and I'm here to claim them because I, I lost them. Says, look, bub, if you want to carry 15 platinum pieces out there in that, that's your death wish. Roll a... This is deception, right? It's gotta be deception. <laughs> <laughs> I have no memory of promising platinum. <laughs> yeah, it, it was uh, down at the sewers when we fought the cult. We found 15 platinum pieces. Right, okay. And then yeah. we, the constable confiscated them and said you can pick them up in 30 days. <laughs> <laughs> so, DMs out there, this is why it's important to keep really good notes. <laughs> All right, you said deception? Yeah. Well, deception or persuasion. Oh, shit, that's a natty 20. Yeah, she, uh, (laughs) her jaw drops and she's like, you're the baby that won the wrestling competition, aren't (laughs) you? Yeah, it's been a while, but what's up? Your face is different. (laughs) I'm dropping my SoundCloud soon. I got a face tattoo (laughs) to match. A tattoo? Well, boy, howdy, I'd call that a tat three, at least. It does take up most of my face, yeah. Is it a coin? Huh. Somebody loves money. You know, you know me. And I just like, you know, get the dirt off my shoulder. Now, I don't suppose. And she kind of pulls up. A, she like kind of saunters over to you like old person style. Sets a chair down in front of you and sits down in it. Just kind of looking at you hunched over like eye to eye. And she says, now I got a daughter, see? And she loves wrestling. She loves watching it. She loves wrestling with her brother. She's kind of a tomboy. I don't suppose you got any... uh Headshots, do ya? <laughs> what, what, what's your name? Is it Mavis? How did you know it was Mavis? <laughs> <laughs> I honestly thought of the best Her... name that suits you, young lady. Young, oh, young lady. And this, she kind of <laughs> like sits back in the chair and kind of starts to blush a little bit. She like very uh, awkwardly goes to like kind of pat down her robes with yeah. her old bony hands. So I pull out a headshot. And what, what's your daughter's name? Daughter's is it, name. Is it Beacon? Mavis and Beacon? Mavis and Beacon? It, it's a typing. I, I got it. No, I got it. I was like, <laughs> I is he making it. a Mavis Beacon teaches typing preference <laughs> in this day and age? <laughs> Her name is Comic Sans. You can tell who's over 30 here. Yeah. 
Hey, now, yeah, that went right over my head. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, ditto. I don't know what... I'm glad Sterling got <laughs> <laughs> Name is Annabelle. Annabelle. All right. Annabelle well, Haas. Annabelle Haas. All right. I'm, I sign it. Dear Annabelle Haas, it's your boy, Big Boots. <laughs> Keep on keeping on. You know what up, boo. XOXO, Big Boots. Well, how much do you want? All right, well, I've got a little bit of bread. Well, I want my 15 platinum pieces. Oh, turned what? in. Right, right. And she goes and searches through a couple of the cabinets, like filing cabinets and the lost and found area. Mm-hmm. And uh, she eventually finds a little sack with 15 platinum pieces and hands it over to you. All About right. the size of a dice bag. Daddy <laughs> just got some money. <laughs> I got some money, yo. She says, now be careful where you spend that. If you, if anyone sees even one platinum piece out there, and she kind of makes like a beheading motion with her thumb, mm-hmm. like one side of the neck to the other. Um, be like, all right, well, Ma- Mavis, you've been a doll. Thank you so much. Tell the boys here they're doing their best. They're trying hard. We appreciate it. But things are going to get better. Oh, please. Go on. Well, some big things are coming. And the Dirty Water Boys are here to save the day. It's just going to take a little time. The so Dirty Water Boys? Is that you and you? what, your servants? Yep. Well, <laughs> what a time to be alive. Yep. And then I chug my invisible potion, and I make my way towards wherever Magna went. All right. Say, so as soon as you disappear, she just, like, audibly gasps, still holding the headshot, kind of, like, sticks it in her deep pocket and takes the chair back over and keeps working on her clerical work, kind of trying to catch up. She's got a stack this high, you know, of <laughs> thefts and papers they're trying to get through here with the guards. Magna. Yo. Tell us about yourself. Where are you heading? What are you doing? What's the plan? What's the sitch, my dude? We Wasn't the princess going to be taking us to get something to eat? Yes. Okay, Magna's still determined to get this free meal. Alright, yeah, so we'll say... Um, <laughs> Every she... time we go somewhere, it's like, you want to do this? Every time, Magna's like, I'm getting food. <laughs> <laughs> He's a hungry boy! He's a big boy. He needs... <laughs> he needs the energy. You're able to make it down to, like, the dining area, just kind of waiting there impatiently. You would see one of the servants. He's got this big, broad belly, kind of like thick legs, balding up to about the top of his head. And then he's got hair around the back. And he's got this huge vat he's carrying with both hands, just steaming full of mashed potatoes. <laughs> he says, well, my name's Potato Sam. <laughs> <laughs> he did it. <laughs> I will spat my water out all you should, uh, over you, sh- you should give a little backstory into why we're laughing, though. So, okay, uh, so his uh, like Magna's eyes are like wide and they're like <laughs> glittering a little bit, like, oh, like, well, I got all these potatoes here and I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> he's like throws his hands straight up in the air. And he he sees you out of the corner of his eye and just kind of like playfully, he's like, now who do I give all these potatoes to? Hmm? <laughs> I look over here. I, I got you. I give them to you over there. I'll give him to this young man. And he kind of makes eye contact with you, comes over, grabs a late, like a dirty ladle out of his pocket, and just starts like shoveling it onto your plate. Like, now how much you want, boy? Yes. Yes? <laughs> Do y'all want a second plate now? Yes. All right, then. And he goes and like just keeps scooping and scooping to the point where you have like a, a mashed potato mountain on your plate. Like a full on, you could dig a hole and do like the whole volcano thing. Pulls up like a smaller plate, like a salad plate. And he's like, now do you count potatoes as a salad? Yes. Good. And he scoops three more scoops onto that. And he says, now, if anyone asks you for the recipe, you tell them to look up Potato Sam, huh? I'm going to write your name down. Excuse me, sir. 
<laughs> How often are you here? I live here. <laughs> you live here? All right. Potato Sam. So, My name's Magna. It's a little bit of context. This is Ben, the DM. I run the D&D club at the school that I work at. I'm an eighth grade teacher, by the way. Eighth grade history. What up? Mm -hmm. And I I told my D&D club about the podcast. And one of the kids was like, you need to make a character called Potato Sam. Just kind of out of the blue. And so here he is. In the flesh. (laughs) In the flesh. In the potato skin. (laughs) 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 He says, now y'all need anything else? Y'all need butter, gravy? We got the fixings in the back, yeah? What's gravy? You never, you never, <laughs> oh, you had a treat today, boy. And he goes over and grabs you like the entire carafe of gravy. And he says, now, nah, dig out that little pot up there. Okay. Like a little, uh, little divot, little All hole. Right. He just kind of does that, kind of just moves it to the side a little bit. Well, that'll do. Y'all ever heard of a volcano? It's like yeah. a zit before the earth. Ew. <laughs> no, it's great. You see, you got the, the, the magma. That comes out and it's all uh, destructive. Anyway, that's beside the point. And he goes and pours the carafe of gravy into the mashed potato volcano. And it overflows and the gravy runs down the side. Now y'all give that a try. So Magnus kind of like cautiously, because he's never had this before. He Wait, 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 wait. And he takes a dash of pepper and sprinkles it on there. Now. Like salt bag. (laughs) The absolute (laughs) madman. All right. Uh, so he he slowly puts it in his mouth and eats it. It is easily the most delicious thing you've ever had. Is it like something like Food Wars, where like they take a bite of food and then they're just clothes just rip right off when they have when they eat it? <laughs> I'm not familiar with Food Wars, but that sounds about right. Yes, you weep trash. <laughs> <laughs> I regret nothing. All right. So he Magnus pretty much just. Eat this. Your, your Goku at a buffet, oh, yeah. basically. Pretty much one hand under the plate, tips it towards him, and he's just shoveling it into his mouth. Nice. Yeah. Making I mean, a mess all over his face, his armor, everything. It's everywhere. This gravy is a veritable potato enhancer. Why? Why have I never heard of such a wonderful thing? Well, you never heard of pot- oh, good old potato Sam before, ever, did you? No, I haven't! Well, I'll tell you what, you keep on coming back here. I keep on feeding you damn potatoes with that gravy, huh? Ah, will you, sir? Excellent, excellent. He's got potato all over his face. He's just, it's its everywhere. It's also, y'all need one of these. And he pulls out like a handkerchief. And you got a little something, uh, he just like motions your entire face with his finger. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, wonderful, wonderful. I appreciate people taking, you know, I take pride in my work here. As you should. Oh, it's wonderful. Oh, look, Kalanon has the princess's favor, and now Magna has Potato Sam's favor. <laughs> Magna is the is a happy boy right now. Yeah, he takes the ladle out of the mashed potatoes and just kind of salutes with it. Says, I'd play my part here. He returns the salute. <sighs> and he uh, kind of salutes it off and, like, flings some potatoes across the room from the ladle. <laughs> and uh, says, well, I got a royal family to feed there, boy. I'll see y'all later. Y'all can ask for me anytime. You have a wonderful day, Potato Sam. You too. Thank you. And he takes his vat of potatoes and heads back into the kitchen, kind of like singing happily to himself. <laughs> like very jivey tune. Yeah. Magna is a happy boy with a full stomach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I just imagine like you're like letting out a big burp, like, a, like your stomach's protruding with all the potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a toddler that just finished their dinner and their stomach's out to here. Ah. You know? <laughs> Big Boots, we'll say you enter the scene as 
Magna just finishes his potatoes. I is is it a huge mess? Yes, it looks like an explosion of flavor. Ah, Big Boots just like kind of takes one step into the room, observes, and just turns around and goes out. <laughs> wonder what wonder what Theron's up to. <laughs> Kalanon, tell us about where you're heading. Um, so I'm gonna go out to the uh, refugee camps, but before I do that, I'm gonna lock myself away for about half an hour to pray to Thebris. Excellent. And uh, gather my spells. Excellent. As you pray to Thebris, I want you to roll religion. All right. It's a 15. You start to hear whispers, a distant voice that sounds very familiar, but you can't quite place whose voice it is. Is it soft whispers? Soft whispers, yeah. What are those saying? Roll insight. That is an unnatural 20. Excellent. Yeah, you can't quite make it out, but it sounds like it's... Like a male voice, you can make that up for sure. Okay. As far as what it's actually saying, it's a little too distant to tell. But it seems to almost be beckoning you. Like it wants you to try and listen in. It knows that it's communicating with you. I'm very concentrated on gathering my spells, so I'm going to not do it at this time. Okay. Okay. So you're able to complete uh, preparing your spells. All right. After that, I want to go out to, to that refugee area. As you're able to make your way out of the city, um, it's kind of easier getting out than getting in because mm-hmm. everyone's trying to get in. Yeah. You find the uh, like the tents and the refugee camps and people just covered in pox. It's it's putrid. It smells. But these people are in desperate need of help. Yeah. At the risk of, I guess, handicapping myself, if anything pops off later off today, I'd like to help out the people. All right. So it's a third level spell. It's create food or water. Mm-hmm. So you create 45 pounds of bland but nourishing food. Excellent. And I'd like to create 90 pounds. All right. I burn uh, my two spell slots for that. And then I'd like to purify the water and the food that is around the area. It's the first level spell. I can do that uh, roughly about four times. Excellent. And then actually let's split that up. Um, I'm going to create water as well. So. Two castings of Purify Food and Drink, two castings of Create a Destroy Water, and two castings of Create Food. All right. So about 90, found, 90 pounds of food. Um, what would the food look like, would you say? Are you going for like, it's, like it looks like fruits or vegetables? Or are you going where it kind of looks like meat? It's some bread and fish so you can really fill out your Jesus yeah. hyperbole here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no. It's just the food is bland, but what's the... Uh, no, no, no. I like the... Manna? No. the the uh, What's that wheat... Uh, breakfast food. No, the wheat breakfast food. Oatmeal? Malto meal? Something like that. Cream of wheat? Cream of wheat. Thank yeah. you. That's the one. So yeah, it would be bland, but nourishing. Totally. Um. So yeah, it would be roughly like that. Excellent. For your help, go ahead and gain one inspiration. Oh, okay. So just to recap for listeners, and then also for Kalanon, uh, inspiration is a resource you can use to get advantage on any roll. But you can use it, you can have a maximum of one, and you can kind of spend it and gain it at DM discretion, that kind of thing, uh, for good role play and good acts and all that jazz. And I would, I would gather the, gather the masses, and I would, I would beckon them over, and I was like, if you, if you want some food, uh, if you want some uh, fresh food and water, uh, come over here. And if you have any problems with disease or anything like that, let, let me know, and I'll help you out as best as I can. All right. Roll persuasion. 
to try and get the crowd not to mob you for the food because they are starving. I knew this might happen. <laughs> that is a 19 on the die, which makes that, you said persuasion? Yep. 23. All right. So uh, the people, since you're the one kind of buttering their bread, so to speak, um, they say, a lion? You want us to get in a lion? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. You got it, sir. Just please, please feed us. So also of note, I am wearing the golden cloak. And I also have the badges that we got so that they know it's an emissary of the empire that's helping them. Good deal. So you're kind of representing. Exactly. Totally. Well, the people get in a line. Each one takes about a half pound of the uh, cream of wheat porridge substance, as well as a few gulps of fresh water here, uh, untainted. They give you their hearty thanks. They don't have anything to give you except for their appreciation. Oh, no, no need to give me anything. I'm just here to help. Say one of the uh, a little boy would come up and he's like dragging along a really crappy, dirty looking teddy bear, mm-hmm. and he comes up. And he's like, "Please, sir, can I have some cream of wheat?" Oh, absolutely! I haven't what? eaten four days. Four days. Four. Here. Here, have a have another helping. Are you uh, sure, sir? Absolutely. And he uh, holds up his bowl really weakly. He's got his little clay bowl that he made himself. Oh yeah. He holds it up really weakly. His hand is shaking. Medicine check. Ten. You can see his skin looks kind of yellow, and his eyes are very kind of sunk in. There's definitely, within the next few days, you reckon there's going to be something wrong with him, medical-wise. Boy. Okay. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, keep, I'll keep that in mind. I don't know if I have anything that would diagnose exactly what he's got, and I don't think that medicine check is going to help me. Is that correct? Uh, what was your result? 16? Uh, no, it was, it was 10. 10. Yeah, you're not quite sure. Yeah. You've seen it before, but the name of it kind of escapes you. All right. What, what's your name? John, sir. John, wh- where are you at? Like, wh- wh- where are you staying at? Oh, he looks over. He points at one of the tents. It's like a dirty, shabby little tent. Okay. Well, here's some food. If you If you feel ill at all, just try and find me, okay? I will. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Thank you. And a side note, since you recently mentioned that it has one of the largest libraries, I'm going to use that time to study. Excellent. And see if I can take that uh, his conditions down and see if I can figure that out. Good deal. Roll investigation. We'll say you make it to the library. Oh, okay, yeah, Not sure. Not a lot of people are heading to the yeah, library. Yeah, after I finish up. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a 13. All right. Um, looks like he has jaundice. Okay. All right, and uh, who has jaundice? John, John does. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that that was cruel. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> All right, and I'll try and figure out a way to cure that. All right. In yeah. in the next couple of days. Totally. Yeah, you're able to whip up a concoction, like okay. a makeshift medicine that should do the trick. All right. Yeah, and I'll I'll seek him out later. Good deal. Right around dusk, sunset time, the you guys would each there would be a servant that comes out to. Get each of you guys and bring you into the dining hall so that they can kind of go over the game plan here uh, with this impending meeting. Prince would be sitting at the head of the table as you enter, just kind of sitting, quote unquote, at the end of the table. He's kind of standing up expectantly. As soon as he sees you, he wave, you know, he kind of waves at you and beckons you over, giving you guys a, a place to eat at the table. As the dinner starts, Princess Eldora comes in, and then finally the king comes in, King Eldario. At this point, he's been giving us, he's been given a staff to kind of help him walk, you know, his beard dragging almost down to the floor. 
his eyes gaunt, his skin very pale. He's got a golden crown on inset with rubies that's kind of slanted on his head. And he hobbles his way over very slowly to the other head of the table and kind of sits down and says, Well, howdy there. I haven't seen you guys in forever. You're not my grandchildren, are you? Hey, King, what's up? It's me, Big Boots. I love you. Big Boots, I love you too. <laughs> you remember How you me? Been? You're some kind of half work, right? Uh, I'm a gnome, but I'll forgive you, King, because you're dope. I'm not a dope. No, 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 no. It means you're really cool. I well, I feel a little warm. I, I don't, I'm not a doctor. I, I, I love just, you, King. I just play King. one on the stage. <laughs> King, I love you. How you been? Oh, I've been fine. Just watching over my kingdoms. A time of unrivaled peace and prosperity, after all. <laughs> so it is, King. So it is. And you? I see you met my good friend, Potato Sam. He is a wonderful man. How do you like him? How is his odor? I gave him some herbal leaves to use in the bath to spruce him up a little bit. I don't know. Well, if you don't know, that means it's better. And he winks at you. There's a new sulky boy. Yeah. How's tricks? Yeah. That good, huh? Wow. Uh-huh. Man of few words. Sure. Well, and bro- shiny boy, my daughter, has she hasn't stopped talking about you. And then she kind of slaps her dad. <laughs> um, <laughs> Princess Eldora does. And Father, come on. Oh, yep. Well, I mean, you've made quite the impression around here, young man. Oh, well, thank you, sir. I think I could almost even begin to see you as a son. Uh, roll perception, Kellanon. Uh, King, um, as far as dowry, I'll be the one managing that, so you can talk to me about any dowry that you would need to bestow. Dowel rods? I don't have any. It's a, it's a 19. You see Prince Eldario just give you, like, the most pissed off face oh, you've yeah, seen, yeah, as, you mention, as you mentioned seeing you as a son. It kind of, the look on his face kind of takes you back to his daddy issues that he's had yeah, for quite a long, almost his entire life. Yeah, I remember those in episode two. <laughs> yeah, the look fades almost as quickly as it comes on, and he just begins to silently eat at the other head of the table. Says, now, what can we do you for? Are you here for some kind of Founder's Day festival? That's coming up in a few weeks, don't you know? Oh, well, King, there's an important meeting today, as you probably know. If not, your your subjects are really bad at note-keeping and, and schedule planning for you. Oh, yeah, the meeting! Yeah. We're meeting today to save the world. The fate of the world is in our hands, after all. It's a terrible state of the world we're in. Yes, along with the peace. <laughs> and prosperity. <laughs> um, yes, we're here to sit on in on the meeting to help you guys out. Oh, oh gods, no. I can't have you in on that meeting. No, this wh- for heads of state only. Um, I'm the head of my tribe. Your tribe? Ah! I said heads of state, not heads of barbarians. No, I'll, I'll just... If you could stay back here and... Watch over my, um, him. And he kind of glares over at Prince Eldario, who just keeps eating. And if you watch over my daughter, that'll be good enough. I have a whole army of guards to watch out for me. Shouldn't, uh, shouldn't Eldario be going to the meeting, too? <laughs> that misfit! And at this, Eldario, like, stands up and gets really pissed off. Says, who are you calling misfit, old man? You! Did you hear him go, too, you little monster? I I think Eldario could probably have some good ideas. Over my dead body that he goes to that meeting. Well, eventually, yeah, but don't you think he could maybe use some training before then? Oh, screw that. I'll live forever. No, but he he absolutely refuses to take his son 
with. Um, so I'm, I'm guessing we're closer to the king and whatnot since we're within talking distance of him. Right. Yeah, it's kind of a long, almost like a conference table. Okay. Um, Think like tables at Hogwarts, but maybe a third the size. So do we have like goblets of wine? Yeah. And whatnot? Yeah, so they would have take, brought those out. I want to take my goblet of wine. I want to pour my vial of suge- a little bit of the vial of suggestion into it. Just like a couple drops. Mm-hmm. Pass it to the king, assuming without him noticing me pouring it in. If you want a slate of hand roll for that. Uh, yeah, roll slate of hand. Okay. Eh, not one. Apparently he's going to notice. Yeah, as soon as you go to pour it in, he's like, Oh, what's that doodad you have there? Well, your your majesty, it's a, it's a special concoction I've whipped up to uh, increase the flavor of this wine. Would you like to try? Are you saying my wine doesn't have enough flavor? Oh, no, no. I'm Bastard! Saying, I'm saying the flavor is so good, I want more of it. As well, I never heard of this. You drink first. Okay. Pretend to drink. Roll uh, stealth. 17. Well, I don't see any wine on your lips there. Well, that's because I take before some kind of... I opened my mouth wide enough to drink it. I'll stick with my old school wine. The regular, real stuff. I don't need no wine I'm just going to set the goblet that I put... I'm just going to set it on the table and see if anyone ends up crafting it at all. Yeah, it just sits there for about the entire meal. I was just going to make him be nice to his son, that's all. Off in the distance, you hear bells ringing, indicating that the other leaders are here, the other heads of state. That would be the leaders of Atten, Hobrook, Swordlister, and there's a couple of other minor cities that are also going to be in attendance. They're leaders, barons, kind of coming to the great library. Um, At that, the king stands up, finishes off his wine, takes a turkey leg with him for the road, and says, well... I'll be off. And he goes to kind of hobble away. And he would look at the Magna and say, You, strapping lad. Yes, that's me. Are you my grandson? No. Well, get on that. And he looks over at Eldora. Why haven't you made me any grandkids yet? <clears throat> um, uh, I'm, I'm not. Mm. I hear my daughter is taking quite a shine to you, Mr. Light Boy. And he kind of comes up to you and starts, like, rubbing your shoulders a little bit. He, he kind of turns the king towards Caledon. <laughs> um, not me. Because you wouldn't be some kind of aristocracy, would you? Make some kind of marriage out of this, hmm? Mm-mm-mm. No. See, Caledon... Magna's red, face is red as hell right now. Caledon, at the beginning, would just be, like, shooting him daggers, like, oh, after a while, oh, he's just senile. <laughs> Well, off to, off to the meeting where we shape the fate of the world. Toodaloo! But you, and he points at Magna, walk me off, could you? Um, sure. And he kind of, uh, he's got like a turkey leg in one hand and his staff and his walking stick in the other. And as you approach, he takes the hand with the turkey leg, puts it around your neck and almost seems to lean in on you a little mm. bit as you, uh, you both walk out to the front gate where the wagon is waiting. Is Prince um, Aldor- Aldario? going he's coming not. along he's not no up. he it's been made pretty clear to him that his father doesn't want him there hmm. or anywhere for that matter can i can i go over and talk to eldario yeah hey hey uh eldario what's up bud it's not a lot um just uh being shunned from another state function i i understand that hey times are rough i get it you're a good dude we we travel together you saw me capture a pirate, pirate ship because how am i supposed to learn how to be a king if i can't go to these kinds of meetings i know I have a question for you, dog. This crazy senileness of your dad, is it pretty sudden, or is it always kind of been like this? 
Well, he's wasn't always that mean about it. He's more subtle back when we were kids. I'm not talking about the meanness towards you, just the the absent-mindedness, the the memory loss. Is that sudden or is it kind of been building over time? I would say it's it's I don't know, it's built over time. He started to forget things right after mom passed and just kind of never rebounded. Okay. How long ago did your mother pass? Uh, five years or so. Okay. Okay. What did she pass from? Some kind of disease. I don't know. She um, she just got sick and she just never got better. Okay. What was your mother's name? Dara. Dara? Oh, well. It's a beautiful name. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure she's greatly missed here in the family, in the city. With, with your father's eccentricness, let's say. His horribleness. Horribleness is a word you can use, yes. His bad parenting. Your word's not mine. His lack of respect for his children. Again, I do love the man and he loves me. Anyways. Well, it's good that he loves one of us. Exactly. His unwillingness to try new drinks. Do you feel there's any shadiness involved with the loss of memory, or do you think it's just old age? I think he's a senile old man that's going to run our empire into the ground. Okay. And he does not see the sun that's right in front of him. He kind of stares daggers at Kalanon once again. He says he doesn't see the sun that's right in front of him that would do anything for his respect. And at this, he's like, he's got his fork in hand. And he's kind of like white knuckling it, like the more that he's talking. Can I roll insight when he said uh, it's just senileness and not any shadiness? Yeah. Unnatural 20. Seems like frothing with anger. Could I maybe pick up if he's maybe putting some sort of curse on him or if it's just senileness? I mean, the king's pretty old. Okay. He's in his 50th year of rule, you know, or 50, 50 ish years of rule. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's. And he took over probably in his 20s, 30s. Yeah. Okay. So he's no spring chicken. 70s, 80s ish. Okay. Yeah. Kind of comes with the territory. Okay. All right. I'll just see if there's anything there. Um, Eldaro, uh, um, things will get better. Trust me. Okay. Well, I appreciate the sentiment, but I just don't believe it. You come in here and you sweep him off his feet. Saying you're on this god quest and... You were there with us. You know we're on a god quest. I know. But... And he just... He puts... He... You know, realizes how hard he's holding his fork and he puts it down. And he says, what's a guy got to do to get a little respect around here? I'm going to rule this country someday. And he still treats me like garbage. Well... says, how did you do it? How do I do it? How would I rule the country? How did you get respect? You, you, have, you have parents. You have a, a mom, a dad, Right had i still have a mom probably yeah you just you gotta you know sometimes your parents aren't gonna you just can't do everything perfect sometimes man you know but just honestly to speak bluntly he's probably gonna die soon he's an old man honestly just just wait him out man and then it when you take over the country just be the ruler he's not and be the right ruler for the people the right ruler the right ruler for the people be be the be the ruler your father could never be, be a just and, and kind ruler. Say this, he uh, seems a little lost in thought. He kind of stares off in the distance and says, uh, "I like this. That is sound advice. Thank you." And I like you. And then I cast presentation of a fart and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> he he smirks. Just kind of finishes. You know, he's got like a few peas on his plate that he's like moving around with the fork aimlessly. Thanks you for the wise counsel. Anytime. I'm a very wise boy. We're called the wise boys. I thought it was dirty water boys. 
Oh yeah, you know it, it, we have many names. Oh, the Dirty okay. Wise Boys. The Dirty Wise Boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So with that, he would excuse himself, go to freshen up, get ready for bed. It's probably about nine o'clock at night at this point. Um, they expect this meeting to go late into the night. We're gonna skip ahead a little bit to where you guys are in your guest bedroom. There, I'd like everybody to roll perception. Oh, that's a natural twenty. Oh, dang. It was new dice. I know, yeah. right? Eight. Eleven. Twelve. And that 20 from Magna. So, Magna, you, um, as soon as you walk in, you notice a little colder in here. So the window's been open. Brr. And uh, you hear kind of a whistling coming from outside. Magna's going to stick his head out the window and kind of look around, see where it's coming from. So there's a, a little bit of a, a walkway, like a balcony leading out the window. And then along the side of the roof to one of the watchtowers. In the tower, you would see the Crimson Snipe, who beckons you. Points at himself, like, me? Nods. All right, so, well, Magna's going to make his way up there. All right. Roll acrobatics. Thirteen. So it's a pretty windy night. Uh, You start to lose your footing a little bit, but you make it to the watchtower. Kind of on the corner of the roof there, like a small kind of, uh, there's a word for it that's eluding me. Like a little tower. You could look out with like an arrow slit. Mm-hmm. Inside you see the crimson snipe. She says, uh, greetings, Magna. Hello. Glad you got the message. Look, I, I'm i trying to investigate. I, I just feel like there's something wrong in this city. There's a powder keg just waiting to burst. Especially with this meeting going on. I can trust you, right? Yeah. You do anything to help our city, the survival of our people. I've done this much so far, so yeah. And with that, she kind of um, takes a breath and hands you a note. She says, I found this in the town square. He grabs it and I'm assuming it's like what, folded, closed or something? Uh, folded, yep. All right, yep, so folded he'll... into quarters. You open it and it's a black handprint with like kind of claws coming off the fingers. You would remember this as the calling card of the cultists that you fought in the first couple episodes. He says, we thought that they'd, uh, you know, their activity had died down in the last few weeks, but I believe they're back. Is this all we have of this so far? Do you have anything else? Just for now. For now. I have a friend off in the uh, lower district of town. If you can make it out there, he'd be able to um, do some magic on this and get a little more insight. Should I inform the others? Should I inform the others or do you want me doing this on my own? Yes, you will need the others with you, Okay, I believe. We know not how strong they are, but I am currently investigating around the city, trying to find their hideouts, their whereabouts, and what they intend to do. The most powerful men in the continent are in our library, and they must be protected. Seek out the wizard. His name is Aris. He's a good man. Uh, she says he'll know what to do with that. All right. Will do. I'll inform everybody else, and we'll make our way there. Very good. She uh, bows deeply and says, uh, "And um, make sure Kalanon is safe. No unnecessary risks, or watch out for him." I can assure you, he will not be on the front line. Good. That's my job. You hear like a huge sigh of relief. She says, "Well, I have to be off. I have a city to protect." She um, casts fly on herself, and then kind of just swan dives off the watchtower, hundreds of feet, and seems to kind of. Spread her hands out like wings and fly off into the city. God, that's so cool. You'd be able, so Magna, you'd be able to enter the room 
Big Boots Theron and Kalanon, you would immediately notice that he's gone. And just as soon as you notice, see him come back in with the folded up piece of paper. You know, the sign of the, the dark hand, the cultist that you fought earlier. Yeah, he's he's kind of pretty much holding it up, having the dark hand facing everybody else. Looks like we got another job, boys. <laughs>